We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, it's Bo Matthews, and thank you so much for tuning in on this weekend program on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. I encourage you to download the Radio.com app to your device, whether it's your tablet or your phone. You can take KMOX with you anywhere you go, whether it's uh, for a walk just to get out and shake off the cabin fever, or uh, maybe you're cooking dinner. You can uh, say, Alexa, turn on KMOX, and it'll happen just like that. But we are looking at uh, holidays just drifting by through this uh, special quarantining time, whether it's been Mardi Gras or St. Patrick's Day, Passover, Easter, Ramadan, and we uh, we keep clicking by with Mother's Day is going to be also uh, a lot different than Mother's Days in the past. And so I encourage you to do everything you possibly can. If your mom is still walking the planet, she's around somewhere, maybe she's a mile away or maybe she's a thousand miles away, I encourage you to reach out and let her know uh, more than just a text. A text, you know, it, it, we get to the point nowadays, even at Christmas time, I'll get a text from my sister, hey, Merry Christmas. But, you know, mothers are so different. They sacrifice so much, and they do so much for us. And so I encourage you to make sure you can remember mom. You know, I've always been amazed at people that will take the initiative on on uh, a weekend like this and maybe go and surprise mom at her house by just planting flowers. You can keep your safe distance uh, because, you know, we're all trying to mitigate uh, by, you know, social distancing, maybe planting f- flowers or dropping off food at her step if she's uh, nearby uh, or maybe a, a phone call or, you know, the technology is just so amazing. You can, uh, you can you know, do a FaceTime conversation. Uh, Zoom is such a fantastic platform, and I've used it several times myself because you you can get so many people on at one time and matter of fact they have a letter on the zoom website i went to their website strictly because of course hackers have gotten involved and have infiltrated some of the zoom calls whether it's been churches or city council meetings it's just frightening what the bad people will do even in a time like this when uh, every human on the planet is uh, you know got this uh, coronavirus in their head but it is amazing uh, to Zoom, their, to their credit, they're handling all this stuff 
but they have grown from which was a normal uh, day of, of 10 million meetings uh, back in December of last year, just a few months ago, to over 300 million a day just reported in April of 2020. So congratulations and thank you for providing such a great service for so many people. And if you are, you know, uh, you know, seeing the same headlines that I am about Zoom, about them being hacked, and it's horrible that these people are doing this, uh, but there are safety precautions, and the Zoom uh, staff is working diligently to make sure they can minimize those opportunities of that happening. Of course, you know, here we are, just trying to get through. You have a platform like this. Now, I will say this, that uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, did that uh, big uh, town hall meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about, you know, group FaceTime type of calls on the Facebook platform, I've been looking for it. Maybe you can let me know where it's at because I, I have not been able to find it, so I've been resorting back to Zoom. But back to Zoom, uh, just want to suggest maybe that's an opportunity that you can do a Zoom call with you know family and friends, especially for Mother's Day uh, this year because it is so different for all of us. Now, my mom has been in heaven since 1986, and so if you are without your mom on this Mother's Day weekend, uh, I feel your pain. I, I miss my mom terribly every day. Matter of fact, uh, 34 years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time uh, since I've laid eyes on my mom. Uh, but what I normally do in the absence of my mom is I will reach out to uh, one of her sisters, who uh, I've thankfully been very, very close to. So my Aunt Kathy up in Minnesota, uh, I usually you know, will try to you know, remember her. Actually, her and her husband never had any kids, so I kind of made them adopt me, not with paperwork, but you know, she is my mom figure, although there's several of them. But she is my main mom figure, so always try and do something special, or at least a phone call or a FaceTime conversation with the ones you love, certainly during this Mother's Day. Looking ahead towards the show, uh, we've got a couple of hours to spend together, and I do appreciate you uh, tuning in to KMOX. We're going to talk with uh, MMA fighter and world champion three times, uh, Michael Chandler. Uh, he is from the High Ridge area, but he is not here anymore. He's based out of Nashville now, but I believe he's down on a coast, on a beach somewhere, so we're going to check in with him because this weekend has uh, been the uh, first opportunity for a uh, professional sporting event to happen with the UFC, although no spectators. But we're going to pick his brain, check on uh, local boy Michael Chandler, see how he's doing. Plus, uh, a crazy book that's out there is uh, My Fourth Best Hospital, uh, written by Dr. Uh, Samuel Shem. He likes to go by Shem. So we're going we're gonna to talk to him uh, in just a moment and dig into what his novel is about and how it can reflect on what we would like to call the uh, medical industry complex, if you will. You remember the military industrial complex? Well, the medical industry complex is certainly complex, and he's got a take on that as well. So we're going to talk to him actually coming up next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Stay right there. St. Louis's traffic station, KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. This is the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews, and we have a special opportunity to talk with a professor of medical humanities at NYU School of Medicine. His name is Samuel Shem, and he's a novelist, a playwright, and for three decades, a member of the Harvard Medical School faculty. And his novels include The House of God, Mount Misery, and Fine. And he is a co-author with his wife as well uh, on an off-Broadway uh, uh, play, Bill W. and Dr. Bob. Uh, lots to dig into here, sir. Uh, welcome to KMOX in St. Louis. 
Thank you, Bo. Uh, can we talk about your latest book? This book, uh, The Man's Fourth Best Hospital. I, I love the title, and that's actually what jumped off the page when I was reading your bio and reading what's going on, because nobody wants the fourth best hospital, although I don't have any <laughs> reference of, <laughs> we want the best hospital, right? Right. right, right. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about the genesis of this book. Forty years ago, I was doing my medical internship at the Beth Israel Hospital in Boston, and it was such a savage, uh, uncaring, and money-fueled um, uh, moment that at, at the end, I said, uh, somebody's got to write about this, and I guess that somebody is me. And uh, what that book focused on was the abuses of medical training uh, in the United States. And uh, because it was so horrible, in fact, I had, a, I had an insight that has carried me all these years, which is, this is so awful. If anyone's going to read it, it has to ride on humor. So it's, you know, a hu- it, it, it uh, was named by Publishers Weekly the second most important novel uh, in history, uh, satirical novel in history. So, you know, it's made its way in these years and it's now referred to as the Bible. It's it's uh, talk to anybody. They know it. And it's uh, sold to three million copies, et cetera, and still so selling well. So fast forward. And uh, I had really been out of medicine, just writing. But then I joined NYU Medical School and there I was back into modern medicine. And I was had the same reaction. I said, hey, wait a second. You know, somebody has to write about this. And what I saw was uh, two things that had absolutely taken over modern medicine. I mean, I saw the, the, the miracles. I saw the miracles, you know, don't doubt that. But I saw the two things that are ruining medical care and health care uh, clear as a bell. And I want to reference and, this, too. I want to say that this is not COVID-19 centric. This is just the industry itself, correct? Right. This is the industry itself, which has a lot to do with money. And so the two things that the narrator says he has to write about uh, are money and screens, meaning computer screens, which means money and money. Because what the general population doesn't know is that when your doctor has his back turned toward you and is typing on his screen, it's a billing machine. The main thing that it does is bill insurance companies to make money. And we doctors are going crazy. You've heard of burnout. The main cause of burnout, there's some evidence, was the introduction of the computers, for-profit computer screens in 2008. And, you know, uh, it's it's, uh, wrecking not only doctors' lives, but nurses and other healthcare workers, and it's worse for patients. So I said, hey, I got that same fire in my belly. I'm getting a little old for it, but I did. And I came out with Man's Fourth Best Hospital, which is not NYU. I love NYU. It's great. It's based on another hospital. So so I'd, I'd like to ask you, you wrote it in a novel form, a satirical novel form, so you were protecting yourself and those around you. Is that correct? I don't really try to protect. (laughs) (laughs) You're the guy we need. (laughs) I'm too brash uh, to protect 
but no, I realized through the house of God that if you make people laugh kind of at the beginning of a book, they'll read the most awful stuff, you right, know, right. You're going to get their, get their attention. And yeah. then you get their attention. And in terms of both man's, uh, both the house of God and the sequel, which is man's fourth best hospital is that you're laughing, you're laughing. And then you get to the middle of your book, say, Hey, wait a second. Uh, this guy's going to die. And then you go further, you know, but at the end, I feel I'm, I'm an optimist and, uh, there's redemption at the end, but it rides on humor in the same way that the house of God did. So it was actually a tactic. It was a tactic. Was that taught to you or, or did you just say, you know what? I need to get their attention by doing this and then I can get my real story out. Well, you know what? It came out because at the end of this miserable year in the house of God, I got my guys together, you know, we were really burnt out and hurt. And we used to sit around and drink and talk and tell stories. And I started writing them down and I, uh, out of it came a book. I never wanted to write a novel, but hell, I couldn't help it. It was just so much fun, you know, and I was very, very lucky, very lucky. And I thought this is the Bo. I said, I thought I sort of was done with this kind of book. But as I say, by chance, these are the this butterfly, you know, flickering one way or another in each of our lives, you know. And uh, I got a call from NYU saying, hey, you want to be a professor of medicine in NYU? And so all of a sudden, as I said, I really understood what modern healthcare's liabilities are. And frankly, frankly, to bring in the coronavirus. The the coronavirus has done one good thing, which it has exposed the American healthcare system, especially the public sector now, you know, with uh, people of color, et cetera, as broken. Right. And I think what I'm trying to do with this book and why everybody should read it is not just a book. It's, you know, I think it can be like the house of God, a moment for that's crystallized. So people say, Hey, wait a second. We have to change this, this healthcare system. We are talking with uh, professor Samuel Shem. His book is called man's fourth best hospital. Before we go into the uh, more COVID-19 stuff, I, I do want to talk to you about the sad fact that uh, doctors and nurses are committing suicide at the highest rate of any profession. Is it because of what you have learned uh, is it do you do you attribute it specifically to that it's not just money what it is is doctors being enslaved by working at the computer screens being forced to work to bill the most that they the hospital can get for their services and on the other side of the screen which is a war kind of between the two the insurance a person is trying to pay the least for what they did. Right, right. So that it, it's not the the, uh, the main reason that burnout came along is that uh, doctors are spending something like 60% of their time, not with patients, but with billing and administrative costs. So um, the fact there's a hero in both the House of God and in Man's Fourth Best Hospital, named the Fat Man, and he you know, he's a great doc that knows everything. And the story in Man's Fourth Best Hospital is that he is brought in 
to man's fourth best hospital to do whatever he wants. And what he wants to do is a public uh, clinic uh, to show how to, quote, put the human back in medicine. I'm writing about putting the human back in medicine. And he has a whole way of looking at, you know, the six rackets of American healthcare and what to do about it. He's a wonderful character. Everybody loves him. Uh, And uh, the one thing he suggests at the end, I won't spoil it. There's a lot to this book. So you'll be, it doesn't matter right now. And that is he's what, what to do to make this better. He said, we have to, I'm going to, we have to squeeze the money out of the machines. The machines will be for diagnosis and treatment and data, which is good, but we're not letting the private insurance executives get their hand on uh, the money that each uh, of these things costs. Okay. Now, again, we're talking about more man's fourth best hospital. It is a novel by Professor Samuel Shem. Would you say that you saw a turn when uh, when the medical insurance company uh, went from private to public uh, back in, what was it, 96, 97? I, I don't know the year exactly, but would you say that there was a shift? You know what I'm saying? So now they're yes. for profit. Uh, a guy just sent me, a friend of mine, doctor, just sent me with a little uh, bunch of photos of insurance uh, top executives. You want to hear something? Okay. okay. Mark Bertolini, Aetna. He makes $31 million a year, which which averages out to $90,000 per day. The United Health guy only makes $12 million a year, which is $35,000 a day. I mean, look, this is obscene. It's obscene. And uh, we got to fix it. People know Sanjay Gupta. Yes. Uh, he's probably the most famous doctor in the world. He's a wonderful, wonderful commentator and doctor. And he said about this book, he said, uh, Shem has done it again, like in the house of God. And he said, this is an instant classic. Mm. This is a book for anybody who wants to laugh their way through understanding the mess that is uh, American healthcare for profit. And, you know, one of the things I say is that when... uh, you're in a theater and somebody falls down and a cry goes out to someone to help. Does the cry go out? Is there an insurance executive in the house? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. my goodness. No. The cry goes out. Is there know, a doctor in the house? Yeah. We're doctors. We're the workers. Without anybody, without without us, there's no health care. Professor Shem, if I can keep you for another segment, you've got a lot going on here, and I, I don't want to miss out on anything. So I want to I want to talk in our next segment about how it can be fixed, uh, you know, based on what people can learn from reading your quote unquote novel. And I would like to dig in a little bit more on the COVID-19 in your opinion at that. Oh, I'm delighted. Wonderful. All right. More with Professor Shem coming up next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. It's the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And you know, sometimes when you find somebody so interesting and somebody so knowledgeable, there's just not enough time. And not to spend my entire two hours together with uh, with Professor Shem, or as he'd like to be called, Shem, uh, I do have more questions uh, based on what we spoke about in the first segment. And I encourage you through the Radio.com app to back it up because you have the rewind button. You can listen to that, share this information, share this conversation with anybody that you think is either a, a fan of reading or uh, is intrigued. And still, we have so many questions questions about our healthcare system. Uh, the new book that Shem has is called Man's Fourth Best Hospital. And uh, and so let's dig in. You talk about some of the uh, iniquities of uh, the medical business. It's an industry, right? Right. And we have a yep. lot of great hospitals right here in St. Louis that have saved some of my, my friends' lives. So this yep. is not a slam to the, the doctors or the medical teams that are out there. This is the industry as a whole. Right. Based on what we spoke about in our first segment, Shem, what can we do after reading your quote-unquote novel, what can somebody do to to fix this problem, as you called it? Well, uh, and this links to the corona. There's only one good thing that the uh, epidemic, the pandemic, the uh, horrible, horrible pandemic that we have is, and that uh, it is exposing the current healthcare industry, and I use the word industry, Mm -hmm. um, as deserving its place in the world ranking. So I think that one of the things we can do, luckily, we have an election coming up, and I think there will be a stark difference between real smart guys and experienced guys uh, with Biden. I know some of them who are very interested in building, I guess, I don't know, I'm not in touch with them yet, although I think I will be, building on Obamacare and making everybody uh, able to be covered. What happens if somebody uh, that has no health insurance right now or very, you know, very poor health insurance, what if they come down with COVID-19? They're not turned away at the hospital, are they? Uh, No, they're not. Somebody comes in, you know, in an epidemic, you treat them. And the only way that the uh, hospitals are going to survive and the the treatment will survive is with massive influxes of cash right now from the government. So basically, you know, we are having a a brief uh, romance, if you can call it that, with uh, 
um, a national health care system with all the people who have no insurance and who can't pay who are getting treatment that is absolutely at the top of the scale of world of the world in terms of its effectiveness or okay well so far okay and, and not to get political although you know i knew within a couple of weeks of the coronavirus making its way to north america and around the globe that it was going to turn political within a couple of weeks the first couple of weeks every news channel had this is what you do this is what you should do this is and we did the press conferences all the time you know on every network within a couple of weeks it started to get real political even even to the tune of calling it the trump virus which is horrible to me that it, that yeah. somebody would think of that but yes. it, with our leadership that we have because they have been voted in how do you think america's response to this pandemic has been so far and is it the right is it the right reaction what americans are doing now is what americans at their best, most of them at their best do, which is they jump in. I mean, I can only really talk about doctors and healthcare workers. Do you know what risks they're taking? Oh. Do, you, do you know how many uh, doctors who've died? The only thing that's bailing out American healthcare right now is not-for-profit. You know, the hospitals are taking huge losses. And the government is, thank God, you know, giving money to hospitals, et cetera, to try to keep it going. Well, and I heard that there was actually a number on it um, with a video that you and I spoke about off the air. Uh, there yeah. was a reference to if you are if somebody is diagnosed at your hospital with COVID-19, that is uh, that is about uh, I think the number was eighteen thousand dollars for that institution. If they are right. put on a ventilator, that's a that's a higher and different number uh, than yeah. that. So so, you know, if somebody's in a motorcycle accident and it was referenced on my show last week, if I'm, somebody was in a motorcycle accident and their head is decapitated, yet they test positive for covid-19, that's the check mark for the death. Uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I, you'll see that. You'll see that in the video that we spoke about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm ready. Um, what, what do we don't, what, what don't we see in the news, Shem, that we should be seeing in the news? I mean, because of course, each network has its own flavor of what they want to deliver. What do you think we should be getting? What, should, what do you think everybody should be getting out of this news? Well, uh, I, you know, let's be, as I say, I'm an optimist. Let's, let's be optimistic. Um, what people don't see huge efforts in a wonderful way of connection with each other, which makes everybody work harder, as you know. I've just finished an op-ed piece, which I think will be in one of the papers, and I call it uh, What Makes Heroes, right? Mm -hmm. Looking at this. And you know what I came down to? It's the quality of the connections among the team, the quality of the connections, because alone, nobody can stand this, but with their colleagues, you know, sharing this, you know, you may feel like you not may not be able to take another hour of this. Right. And if you get into connection with someone, uh, you keep going on. And that's that's something that maybe people don't see. And, you know, really, uh, the technology that we have, the Zooms, the Internet, the phones, all that stuff, that is a, a far cry from what doctors were trying to do 100 years ago with the Spanish flu. We have right. communication. We can send x-rays. We can send data. We can send all this information and talk to each other. So I, I think it is, it's absolutely crucial. And so you're saying the hero is the connection. 
the hero is the connection. Uh, what I say in this piece and what I've said, you know, that's what I talk about when I go out and speak all over the world, is that connection comes first. If you're connected, all of a sudden you feel more uh, seen, you feel more valued, and you feel more empowered, right? Empowered to take action. Yes. And and you want more connection. Right, right. <laughs> you know? And well, the, the, the real, the, when people get into trouble, like these doctors who commit suicide, it's when they do something that's incredibly destructive to themselves, of course. And the way I put it uh, when I go out and speak is I talk about staying human in medicine, the danger of isolation and the healing power of good connection. <laughs> and just to get back, if you don't mind, that's what Man's Fourth Hospital is about in a terribly difficult situation of this hospital that's really being driven to make money, they keep their human spirit. Professor Shem, Samuel Shem, yeah. I do yes. appreciate your time. Again, it's Man's Fourth Best Hospital is uh, the next book uh, that's out. The House of God was uh, one from before you definitely want to grab, and I'm going to do that. Uh, where can people follow you and get more information about what you do, uh, Shem? Because I'm thinking a lot of people have maybe some questions. You can go to the website, uh, mansfourthbesthospital.com. Uh, the fourth is a no four is a number man's okay. fourth best hospital.com. Thank you very much for your knowledge and your candidness. And, uh, and let's talk again soon if you don't mind. Oh, are you kidding? Uh, this is a good connection. <laughs> it's a connection. <laughs> you know, You're right. I'll tell you one, one more thing. I think you, I know you, you believe in this, you know, what's a good connection. If it's good, it's a mutual connection, which means any good connection is mutual. So I feel that too. I Thanks, think bro. I think a lot of people are asking questions and looking for answers, and I think uh, you may have de definitely put the spotlight on that. Uh, be safe, okay. sir, and we will talk again soon. Okay, Shem? It's a deal. Bye-bye. Well, usually we work really hard, and then we try and uh, plan a vacation. It seems like everybody's just been playing hooky for way too long. We've got some uh, travel information. When the country could reopen up and maybe uh, be somewhat normal, we'll tell you about that next. My name is Bo Matthews, and you are listening to The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. St. Louis's weather station, KMOX. Have you started to think about your summer vacations? Because naturally, by now, you probably have already had them planned and booked and maybe even paid for by this time. But of course, in these ever-changing times, these strange times we're living in, uh, everything is kind of put on hold, whether it's uh, you know traveling to go to see family and friends or just to go on vacation just to get away. Uh, some are saying uh, that it could be up to two years before travel ramps up. So if you've been thinking about that next trip, there was a, a story on CNBC uh, spoke with medical and travel experts on their show, The Next Normal to gauge when travel will return to a pre-pandemic level. And really, most people are saying 18 to 24 months' time span to ramp up the confidence to travel without the threat of the coronavirus. Just before all of this broke, my wife and I had a trip planned to go to Las Vegas with some friends, and the headlines had just begun. And my wife, I remember, she said, do you think we should get on a plane and fly out to Vegas? And, I mean, this was very, very early. And I said, well, the, you know, the airfare is already booked and, you know, I really need to get out of town. I need a break. And so we went and even while we were in Vegas, I'd say probably 5% of the people had face masks on. And of course in Vegas, you expect, you know, 
something to be bedazzled? Well, certainly a lot of the face masks they were wearing back, you know, right at the very start of this, and it's probably 5% of the people wearing face masks any time of the year, even a year ago from today. But uh, we did notice that they were starting to see some face masks. We weren't even thinking we would need those. Of course, now you need them when you when you leave the house, uh, even to go to the grocery store. But these experts were saying even though a spike in air travel is expected once uh, countries ease up restrictions, many people are going to still delay trips because of fears of being stuck on a plane with strangers for hours, which even without face masks or coronavirus, I mean, I'm, I'm, I love the technology of flying, but I, I'm not a huge fan. But, man, you can get there so quick, right? But with layoffs and furloughs going on, some people are simply not able to afford to travel for months. Hotels and resorts uh, might lean on staycation packages for the locals who are afraid to venture too far away from home. I know uh, I've been hearing reports that people in the Lake of the Ozarks uh, feel like it's kind of opening up again. Bars and restaurants a little bit different as the Missouri governor is uh, is trying to you know open up our state and get our economy going. Uh, but then you get advertisements. Uh, my wife and I love to fly on Allegiant Airlines. It's a it's a great airline. It's a small airport over in Belleville. You know, you're in. You know, the same people that you know check you in are the ones putting you on the plane. And I, if you've never flown Allegiant or been out at Belleville or flown out of Belleville, it really is a it's been a great experience for us every single time. So I sign up for their email newsletter that comes out, right? And their head, their headline was, you can fly one way for as low as $24. Uh, that is amazingly inexpensive. And so if you are thinking, well, maybe late in the summer we can start to plan. This is not a plug. I guess it is a plug, but not a paid plug for Legion Airlines. You might want to check them out. But I believe all airlines are going to be possibly doing that. And maybe their prices are so low because, you know, fuel prices are extremely low right now. They, you know, the the airline industry in our country, billions and billions of dollars normally, and now there's hardly anything. It's pretty rare to look in the sky and to actually see uh, a, a plane flying overhead. I saw one the other night, and I was like, "Wow, that's kind of strange." It almost kind of took me back to uh, you know, shortly after nine eleven, when there was no air travel going on in the first several days. Uh, but that was very reminiscent of that. So, if you're you know planning to travel, <laughs> you you may want to plan ahead. I also saw a thing about Amtrak that uh, that employees and guests on Amtrak we love to we love to f- uh, travel by train as well. We've done that several times. Did the Missouri River Runner, uh, and their restrictions will be face masks. You know, uh, that's that's going to be that's going to be the new norm, I think, for all of us. Uh, but you know, there's places that I've always wanted to go to, and haven't had a chance to go to. And I saw a headline about Hawaii. The malls are opening in Hawaii, but not beaches. And we have friends that have a daughter that lives there, which of course uh, I've only seen pictures. Hawaii, absolutely gorgeous, right? Well, the governor of uh, the Aloha State uh, started implementing plans to open up places that have been shut down during this time. Malls were on the list, but the beaches were not. Kind of like in uh, Southern California, the beaches being closed down. And, you know, you think, wow, if you're going to get out and go for a walk at a a city or a county park, there's going to be plenty of room. Beaches should be the same way, um, and it and it's just not. It it just is not. Matter of fact, we're going to be checking in with a friend of mine who is a MMA champion, Michael Chandler. Um, he is normally based out of Nashville, but uh, they decided since they had no power from a recent storm that they were going to head to the beach. So we're going to talk to him in just a little bit and see what the beach feels like for him. 
down in Florida, I think is where he said that he was going to be uh, calling in from. So yeah, it's, it's just a, a different time as we all know that, you know, our plans, even to go to the lake, you know, you got, you got to think ahead. How, how is this going to go? Am I prepared? Do I have all the provisions I need? Um, you know, and flying international, are you, are you thinking about signing up to do something like that? Because Greece, although I've always loved to see, I would love to see Greece, uh, Greece claims their success uh, over the COVID-19 virus. Uh, it was a rare coronavirus success story, and Greece is hoping to be open for tourism this summer. It's a Mediterranean nation, if you've ever dreamed. I know I, know I have a lot of Greek friends here in the St. Louis area, uh, but they enforced a strict lockdown very early on, and they had relatively low coronavirus deaths, telling them about 150 for that country. Some businesses, like their salons and bookstores, have uh, reopened this week. And the prime minister of Greece says that the tourism experience might be slightly different than what you've had in years. No bars may be open or no tight crowds, but you can still get a fantastic experience in Greece. Boy, that sounds like I'm advertising for him, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so that that's the travel part of it. Uh, but as we uh, move on through this afternoon, uh, you know, we talk about things that are, you know, coming off the shelves in droves. First, it was the toilet paper. And just with all of the meatpacking headlines that we've been seeing in recent weeks, that's awful scary. And uh, a picture I saw of a Walmart uh, in Eureka uh, in the meat department, there wasn't a slice of bologna left in that department. And that was a few days ago. Of course, these stores are doing a phenomenal job of restocking and cleaning the place down. Uh, it's still a different experience. You know, you put your mask on and you go. Uh, you go out to you know do your provision shopping. You got to get what you got to get and get back home. Uh, we we are definitely experiencing that. It is it's just a different world. Um, but you know one thing that I have not been able to find, and we had a container of the Clorox wipes. We had those before any of this stuff started up, and it's been sitting there. And we really haven't used them because we don't want to run out of them. Well, from the, the headquarters of Clorox, they say their wipes won't be fully stocked in stores until summertime. And if you found Clorox wipes or any other kind of disinfectant wipes, get them. And maybe shoot me an email or a Facebook message to let me know where you found them because we have been so uh, so careful not to just waste these things, even paper towels or whatever. But if you're still trying to find Clorox wipes to sanitize areas down, Definitely going to have some time to wait. The chairman and CEO of Clorox told Yahoo Finance that the supply of wipes will be touch and go until summer. But they're working on it. They're working on it. Clorox has increased production of the pandemic product, uh, Clorox uh, wipes, by 40%. But stores can't keep the wipes in stock. And uh, also says, so if you go to the stores, they're shipping to the stores every single day. But what they're shipping is pretty much scooped up right away. And I actually had uh, a conversation with a, a checker at Walmart uh, in the self-checkout area because that's what I do. I'm so cutting edge. And I said, uh, you know, we're good on toilet paper. We've got plenty. But if I wanted to buy some, is there a better time to come to the store to get them than uh, other times? And she says, definitely first thing in the morning. As soon as the store opens up. Uh, they usually have them restocked at, uh, you know, where, wherever your local Walmart, Walmart is, and that is going to be your best chance. So shop early, shop often, don't hoard, 
get what you need and get out of there, as they say. So a little, little crazy time. It really is. But again, we are going to be talking with uh, Michael Chandler, MMA fighter here in just a little bit, uh, because the world of sports, all sporting activities, baseball games, hockey games, NASCAR races, everything is changing. I don't know, is the excitement still going to be there if no crowds are going to be there? Uh, and we're going to find out firsthand from Michael Chandler, who's not fighting or hasn't fought uh, at this first uh, UFC event uh, this weekend, but uh, we're going to get a, a, a bird's eye view of what it's like to be a fighter or an athlete in your space to compete in and have nobody in the stands to cheer you on? Is there an energy that uh, that the the athlete feels? I, I would imagine so. I would imagine that you know you feed off of that energy. I mean, we saw it at Bush Stadium how many times in our past? A lot, and that's awesome. How about the Blues? Could you imagine watching a Blues game uh, with nobody in the stands and you're just watching it on your TV? How quiet that would be! Like a you could hear a pin drop. Well, we're going to talk with Michael Chandler coming up in the next hour. My name is Bo Matthews, and I do thank you so much for listening to The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Stay right there. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Mother's Day weekend. Just throwing that out there just so you don't forget, and I certainly hope you didn't. Boy, that would be horrible, wouldn't it? My name is Bo Matthews. This is the voice of St. Louis KMOX, and I encourage you to download the Radio.com app. I have it on my phone, and I'm able to take KMOX uh, with me anywhere I go. Uh, just last week, trying to get some uh, some things done around the house, as we are all trying to do. There's no reason if your grass has uh, grass that's too tall. No reason. No reason now, because... Most people, most Americans do have the time to take care of those things, but uh, when I'm cutting the grass or when I'm splitting firewood, which normally I'm uh, late to the game, I'm usually July, August sweating in a 100-degree temperature to get my firewood in. Well, with all this time on my hands, I'm actually getting some firewood uh, processed, but all the while listening to the Radio.com app. There's great entertainment on there, uh, and KMOX comes in digitally clear. It's absolutely fantastic. So if by chance you don't have the Radio.com app on your device, your phone or your tablet, uh, real easy to download. Just go to the place you download apps. It's free to do. Uh, Radio.com is the name of our app, and it's a blue R. You'll be easy to pick that out. Uh, And then take us with you when you're splitting firewood like me. Maybe come on over and help me stack that firewood. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, you know, it is, uh, you know, as you watch the headlines of, you know, the the meat processing plants that have been, you know, shutting down or changing shifts because the COVID-19 is just so bad amongst so many people because they all work in such tight quarters, then we get to hearing that, uh, 
some of the vegetable plants, some of the frozen vegetable companies, they're having troubles. Same deal. A lot of close quarters work. And uh, and so with these headlines, you're thinking long term, what do I need to do to make sure I've got something in my belly besides stocking up and maybe buying a freezer? I actually saw somebody traveling down the road the other day with a, a small deep freeze in the back of their truck. And I thought, wow. Should I go get one of those? I, you know, you don't know. When you hear there's a run on toilet paper, everybody ran to get toilet paper. Well, there may be a, a run on freezers that I don't know about. But uh, as we're hearing these headlines, we're thinking, you know, what's the end in sight? Can we see the end in sight? Uh, food chain, the food supply chain is very important that we all have something in our bellies at night. And I will tell you that my wife is more of an accidental gardener. Uh, she's had great crops of uh, squash that uh, you know accidentally sprouted out in our front yard. She you know threw some old squash seeds out there, and sure enough, they took off. And we had twenty or thirty squash that year. That was two years ago. Well, this year we're being a little bit more deliberate. And after talking with my friend Julie a couple of weeks ago on this very program about her gardening uh, expertise. We got inspired, and uh, and my wife, I'm not a tomato guy, but my wife is a vegetarian, so she loves tomatoes, and if you've ever seen, even if you don't have a lot of room, you can get a few plants going, like she's got some squash, and uh, what was the other thing she put in? Cucumbers, I think she put in uh, this garden that we have, very simple garden, but when it comes to tomatoes, there's a thing that's been around for years called topsy-turvy, and, and basically, it's an inverted a flower pot and the 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 plant grows through a hole in the bottom so you water the top and you know so right away I, I want to get them for the topsy turvies and I went on Amazon I, I found them online no problem but I'm glad I didn't uh, push uh, confirm purchase because she actually did a little Google searching for the upside down garden on a DIY platform on on Google that she found and so she took old plastic Folgers coffee cans you've seen them they're you know they all have the same size lid and they're all you know different heights whether it's the decaf or the regular anyway so she found a, a way to do this with these these coffee cans and so I was like let's do it so away to the garage we went and she started you know manipulating and cutting holes and doing all these things we went to uh, Lowe's and picked up some tomato plants which of course there are tons of uh, of you know vegetable plants at uh, a lot of the big box stores but she got three different tomato plants since she's the only one that eats them we don't need that many uh, and she created these upside down uh, basically topsy-turvy inspired tomato plant uh, gardens and they're hanging, and they're right in the sun. They're right where they need to be, and so we're both very excited to see how this turns out uh, because, again, you know, whether it's time on your hands or the need for food in the future, you got to get started now. So uh, if you have an idea for a, a, some kind of a garden, maybe you have a patio, maybe you live in an apartment or a condo setting, it doesn't matter. You don't need a real big space uh, to, to start some kind of garden, whether it's you know, just a flower garden, which is gorgeous, especially during this time of the year as the temperatures are warming up. But if you are so inspired that you want to try out doing uh, some kind of a garden, just punch in DIY garden and away you go. There's There was one that was actually very cool. It was using five-gallon buckets, and I've got, you know, a stack of those. And you build this frame that holds it and actually looks very nice. And you can grow a lot of things right out of five-gallon plastic buckets. It is pretty amazing. So I'll definitely keep you up to date on how the uh, tomato garden uh, process continues. We're very hopeful 
her craftiness. She was able to build these things. Uh, of course, Topsy Turvy, they were the first ones to ever do this. So uh, like me, I was just going to go ahead and buy them. Uh, and you obviously have that chance to do that because they're still available. But we did the upside down garden uh, out of Folgers coffee cans of all things. And there's a way you could do it with two liter bottles and, and milk jugs too. It's pretty amazing. You do a little search and boy, there's answers for dang near everything on there, right? You know, it was an eye-opener when I saw that uh, Domino's uh, had run a, a TV ad campaign saying, hey, we're hiring, and it had a bunch of different franchisees, uh, you know, doing their part of this commercial, saying, you know, we're looking for part-time and full-time work uh, to help put food on the tables uh, of Americans and also to put food on your table. So it kind of brought, brought me back full circle. I'm thinking, well, you know, when I was going to broadcasting school a few years ago, many years ago, uh, I was a Domino's pizza delivery driver, and I thought, you know what, I'd do it if you know if I needed to do that to bring in uh, money. Uh, you know, the the Ubers of the world and the uh, the Lyft companies, the the ride sharing companies, they're in, at a standstill, just like the rest of the country, and they've got their protocols that they're going to be implementing with face masks and uh, and you know for the the passenger and the driver to keep everybody safe, so we can continue to mitigate the coronavirus. But you know, there are jobs out there, uh, and you just need to look for it. So if you are one of the millions that are out out of work, I you know what? I've always said I, I'd never be you know too proud to take a, a, a menial job just to make sure cash was coming in to keep the lights on. Uh, probably one of my most humbling moments was when I was a trash man. When I first moved to St. Louis in 1988, uh, my father was uh, stationed over at Scott Air Force Base, and he knew the trash company, and they got me on. And I was I was working on the radio, and I'd get done with that, and I'd go be a trash man over at Scott Air Force Base and because I did that job. And it's very hard, but it was also a very good paycheck. Uh, whatever you're doing to try and make ends meet, there are jobs. If you search you know, high and low hard enough, there are people that are still hiring. There's a, a point that I could make about uh, free stuff on Craigslist and, uh, and on Marketplace on Facebook. You know, There's no reason you can't go to these free categories and find out what chair or what end table somebody is, uh, you know, wanting to get rid of, especially now because everybody's doing this, uh, you know, the spring cleaning to the nth degree. I listened to a, a very smart man. His name is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V out of New York. And he says, there's no reason you don't have money in your pocket. You can go to a platform like a Craigslist or Facebook marketplace, find something free that you can maybe clean up or spruce up and, resell it for actual cash. So that is absolutely uh, an opportunity that, uh, you know, if you're not too proud, it may be something you might be willing to do. And I believe me, I check uh, where the free mulch is and the, the free pallets are uh, every once in a while when I'm working on a project. It, it all comes full circle because you can make a planter for your garden out of pallets. And on Facebook Marketplace, there's free pallets. And you're welcome. And how about good old bartering? Now, I don't think you're going to be able to barter anybody out of their toilet paper, uh, meaning trading one thing for another. Uh, but I will tell you that I found this uh, this great frozen pizza. It's called the Screaming Sicilian, and I have uh, Sicilian blood running through my veins. And when I saw the name, I thought, oh, I'm going to grab one of these. And it was the best frozen pizza I'd ever had. And anyway, so I, I stockpiled like four of them. Yes, that may be considered hoarding, I don't know, but we get a phone call from our neighbors. Now, our neighbors have a son that lives elsewhere but has chickens, and so they have a lot of eggs. 
and I got a call from our neighbors and said, Hey, we've got, you know, we've got eggs if you need them. And I said, yeah, we'll take two, uh, two dozen eggs if you don't mind. And so we cut the deal and I was just going to go down there and buy them. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to bring them one of these uh, screaming Sicilian pizzas because uh, I knew that they would love it, and they did. Uh, so I bring it down there, and I had my two empty egg crates in my hand to exchange for the full uh, egg crates that uh, they were going to be selling me. And now, in this case, we bartered. I said, by the way, I brought you a pizza for you to enjoy for your next pizza night. And uh, they said, well, we're not going to charge you for the eggs. So that was like my first barter uh, opportunity, and it felt good. If you've ever you know, traded one thing for something else, it, it's actually kind of cool. And even on uh, Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, there is a barter section. People are willing to trade what they have with what you have if it matches up, right? So uh, a buddy of mine uh, down in Florida, Billy, he was on last week actually on my show. He said that he's got a neighbor that has a mango tree, and I was like, ooh, does the mangoes fall into your yard over the fence? And he goes, no, 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 the mango tree's in the middle of his yard, but what we, do, what we do is we trade fresh mangoes for awesome barbecue that he uh, creates on his grill. So the bartering thing is a possibility. You may want to entertain that idea as we continue to roll through these very strange times. Although, don't ask me to barter any toilet paper, and I'm sure you're the same way. It's pretty amazing how you can be scrolling your wall on Facebook or uh, Instagram and get inspired by the strangest things. Well, one person that has inspired me a lot lately is actually a local guy that's done really good. He's moved out of town, but he grew up in High Ridge, went to Mizzou. He's an MMA three-time champ. Michael Chandler is my guest next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. KMOX, giving you a voice. All the doctors, the nurses. Thank you so much. To show your appreciation. Restaurant deliveries, store workers. Call 314-955-1120. 314-955-1120 to leave your message for those who have done so much. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX, and, you know, St. Louis has a lot of very well-known names and faces that come from here, and one of them in the MMA world is Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler is a local boy done good, and I follow him on Instagram, uh, and I am just one of uh, almost 370,000 followers, Uh, but this guy, this guy's legit, and actually, you've been inspiring me because I've been seeing your workout uh, video clips on uh, Instagram, and of course, I'm not doing the things that you're doing, but it's getting me to motivate and and get you know firewood in for the winter coming up and all that. Michael Chandler, welcome back to St. Louis on KMOX. I appreciate you, Bo. It's so good to hear your voice, man. This is a this is a a, a meeting from God. I believe it because I said a prayer just a little bit ago, saying, "Okay, God, help me with this show," and you popped into my mind. And there's many reasons. Number one, how's the family doing? Family is great. You know, I just, uh, we were in Nashville and, uh, a, a storm knocked out our, our power lines. So we didn't have power for 36 hours and we're like, forget this. So we drove down to Florida and, uh, stayed at a, a friend's house down here. And we are, uh, hanging out by the pool for a couple of days and just, uh, enjoying our lives on a little vacation. So good for you. Good for you. Now tell me about the little ones. Is there more than one now? Just one. Just okay, just happy. one. Just just our little our little son Happy. We adopted him a little over a little over two years ago and he's he just turned three in January and he's uh he's a hoot, man. Right now is a, a fun time, that three year old time when he's he's, you know, able to communicate and able to express his feelings and able to 
have normal conversations without just kind of crying and stuff. Right, so it's right. kind of, we're kind of in that, you know, he's almost like a, a, a full blown human being now these days, you know, or, so it's, it's kind of cool. Well, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, that, the, that the fact that he's in your family is such a blessing because you and your wife, uh, just great people. And, uh, but I, I do want to talk about fighting, but I'm just so happy that you guys are safe, you're healthy and, uh, and things are going okay for you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. We're, uh, both Missouri people too. My wife, my wife was born and raised in Columbia and we met, uh, after college and I was there at Mizzou and here we are just, uh, living the dream Two Missouri people. After. <laughs> okay. On your Instagram, it says three time MMA world champion fighter. Should that be an update on that or not yet? No, not yet. We, okay. uh, so I'm going into the last fight on my contract, uh, about to fight Benson Henderson, not for the title. Um, so it'll be, this will be the last fight on my contract and we will see what happens next. I could end up, you know, uh, joining Tyron Woodley, my big brother, Tyron Woodley in the UFC could, <laughs> could, uh, could end up staying with Bellator, could end up going to one F one FC, one championships. Who knows? We, uh, we shall see. And the crazier thing about this, uh, all is that, uh, this weekend is really the first public uh, public MMA fight and it's, it's UFC, mm-hmm. but it's going to be like, I'm imagining a Cardinals game that the players will show up or in this case, the fighters will show up and there, there won't be any people in the, in the room or in the building, but it will be televised. Yes. So this, this weekend is UFC 249 and UFC 249 was originally, uh, supposed to be slated for, um, April 18th, I believe. Okay. Um, so it was a couple weeks ago. Tony Ferguson was supposed to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov. There's been all kinds of headlines. Dana White's talking about rent, renting out an island and doing all these different things. It turns out that UFC 249, Tony Ferguson is fighting Justin Gaethje, headlining UFC 249 in Jacksonville, Florida, in front of zero, zero crowd, zero onlookers, I believe somewhere it, it will be a, a a similar mix of two fighters and a referee inside the cage three judges around the octagon yeah. two to three coaches per fighter and a cameraman or two and that's about and it that's i think it. i think i think even the announcers won't even be in the same room i think they'll be in a room a room next door to uh the arena uh, where they can just watch and commentate on a video screen. Well, I've been down at what is now called the Enterprise Center, uh, Savage Center, when you fought there before, and the crowds go nuts. As as the actual fighter in the ring in the competition, how do you how much do you feed off of the audience that's there? Especially especially a hometown crowd. Does it does it give you extra energy? Do you think it does, man? I, I tell you what, yeah, I've I've been able been been blessed enough to fight. I believe five times in in the St. Louis in the St. Louis crowd. Um, the Edward Jones, or not Edward Jones, sorry, it was the Savage Center at one time when I fought back in 2011, and then um, Scott Trade Center. And, yeah, know, whoever whoever's paying for the ago. advertising. Whatever, yeah, yeah. exactly, whatever the advertising. But whatever that arena was, I've, I've been in there four or five times, and, and uh, St. Charles Family Arena. So when it's a hometown crowd like that, and you know everyone's behind you, it definitely juices you up a little bit. Um, but I will say I also wrestled at University of Missouri at the Hearn Center, in Columbia, where there was only, you know, 20 to uh, maybe 500 people in the crowd. There's also something great about just being you and your opponent in the arena with no no crowd noise all, a, at all either. So this this would be very interesting. And I and my fight, my next fight will be against Benson Henderson sometime in June, July, maybe even August. God in willing. front of in front of zero. Yeah, exactly. In front of zero crowd. So I'm already kind of getting getting amped up for that already kind of getting in the mental headspace of, okay, there's not, not going to be any, 
any crowd noise, any crowd energy. Wow. And uh, it's definitely a surreal thing to think about because as athletes, as, as performers, you know, we all perform in front of people. Normally that, that's what you're, that's yeah, what you're ready you, for. You're, you feed even, off even of you, that. Yeah. Even you, you know, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people listening. You know, there's listeners, even if you can't see them physically, you know that they're there. So it's, it's interesting. You know, it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, that we'll be fighting in a, in a big old arena where you'll be able to hear a pin drop, but it's, uh, this is the world we live in. So. Mike, just remember, you're not sparring when you're in that competition. This is going to be the exactly. real day. You can't just stop and go, hold on, cut. Hey, you well, know, that is, that it, it is almost, that, that is almost kind of a, a, an interesting, weird kind of ripple slash fear is okay. It's, it's different than, you know, I've, I've fought 25 times inside of the cage before and then, and I've done it and I've done it over the last decade, but Never in my entire life have I ever fought in front of, I fought in front of small crowds. My first fight was in Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. Of course. And there was probably a, you know, a hundred to 200 people there, very small venue, but there were still at least people screaming. Exactly. Now <laughs> there will be zero people screaming. It'll just be your coach and your opponent's coach. So it's, it's an interesting thing that you, you know, it's, it's uncharted territory. Uh, We're talking with my friend um, uh, from the MMA, Mike Chandler from St. Louis, uh, Cedar Hills. All right. Is that where you grew up? Yep, High Ridge. Right, That's right a good there. boy, yep, right there. <laughs> um, yep. So, uh, so uh, you know, and this is kind of weird because if you think of a Cardinals game with no fans in the stands, well, what's that going to do? Mm-hmm. Am I going to want to watch that? And will the players be able to, you know, feel the energy from my living room through the TV? It's just going to be a weird dynamic. Although nobody has ever seen anything like this who is alive today, so it is. It is kind of strange. I do want to shift gears and ask: uh, Has Hollywood reached out to you the, prior to Corona? So I'm, I'm I'm saying, have you ever had a, the thoughts of acting or anything like that? I have, you know, I mean, it, it's always, it's always one of those, you know, kind of crossover things where, you know, obviously as a, as an athlete or, or a mixed martial arts athlete, I can do, you know, choreographed fight scenes and all of those kinds of things. You know, for, for me, I've always been focused on just the fighting. Yeah. Um, I do have a lot of friends in the industry. I do have a lot of friends who have crossed over. Uh, for me, it's always been focused on the fighting. And then for me, it's more, the speaking aspect, the kind of on camera stuff when it comes to, to speaking or, or talking rather than the acting. But, um, I have, uh, I have a couple of different connections that I can kind of pull some strings if I want to, but we'll see, uh, we'll see after, after the next couple of fights, what I decide to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, how long, what's the oldest MMA fighter out there? I mean, we all have a shelf life, right? Even, even as a radio guy, yeah. you know, I'm just talking, yeah. I'm just talking raw with you. Yeah, exactly. No, we all do. We all do. And that's, and that's the thing. And, and just like, just like mixed martial arts, just like radio, it's, and just like a lot of industries, it's a, what have you done for me lately business? And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you got to keep, you got to keep the momentum going. You got to keep the strike while the iron is hot. Um, you know, for, for me as a, as a lightweight guy, you know, 155, one, you know, I, I fight 155, but any, anything 170 and below those guys don't really fight past, you know, 37 40 years old it depends on what you take care how well you take care of your body there's some there's some heavyweight guys who were able to fight till they're 40 Randy Couture almost fought till fought till he was almost 50 um what was the guy's name uh hold on what was the guy's name tank tank abbott is that right Yeah, Tink Abbott, he was one of the originators, and he fought till he was like 114 years old. And 700 pounds. Yeah, exactly. You did mention mention a weight class, and I have to tell you that I also not only follow you on Instagram, I follow The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Uh I'm here to report to you, sir, I am within four pounds of what The Rock weighs. Just saying. Oh, man. I know. There you go. I like that, man. The Rock is 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 an international superstar and an icon, man. I love the guy. I I follow him as as well because he just – 
he's he's so good at at being a real normal human being who connects with his fans and then also this mystical creature that you can't even come close to attaining what he has going on in his life so i think he he meshes both ends of the spectrum he really does. well yeah and and you know that's what i love about instagram because you you get to see all the facets of these of these people that you're an influencer you're a guy, you know and before we uh, get off the phone here and i know you got to go take care of some things but uh have you, you know, I know your faith runs deep and you were raised, you were raised right. Uh, have you ever thought about preaching? I haven't, but I, I'm definitely not called to ministry. I know that for sure, but I have. But your story, have, your story could, could move people. Yeah, no. And I think I have a testimony that's, that's pretty, uh, you know, you know, being, being from St. Louis, being that, that, that small guy from the small town who, who, who went out and did some really great things and God has blessed me with some really amazing gifts and a really amazing platform to be able to go out and reach not just, not just this country, but the entire world. And, uh, it's been really cool. And I've, and I've spoken at numerous men's conferences. I've spoken at numerous churches. Good I, for you. you know, I have a, I just released a 14 day mindset booklet, um, a couple of days ago to kind of just, I, my goal is to reach as many people as possible. And, 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 and I don't have to talk about, even talk about my faith to know, to, for people to know that all of all of my principles that I live by are deeply rooted in the Bible, biblical teachings, um, and uh, you know it's it's worked really well for me, and I've and I've you know I think helped a lot of people hopefully throughout the last decade. And it's you know been, what, Mike, uh, you've got a great you've got a great platform just on Instagram, uh, nearly three hundred and seventy thousand followers. I mean, just I, I just I, I just love when when somebody can can inspire somebody just by words and without even getting the collar or going to uh, going to school for it. You you have a story. You have a life. You 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 witness that God has made big changes in your life all the way to the the, the tattoo on your chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been really really cool, and it's uh, you know, and we we're very we're far from being over. You know, it's far from being over. The story is far from being being done written. Yeah. And, uh, we got a lot more, a lot of more fight left in us, both literally and figuratively. And I, I appreciate you and everyone there back in, back in Missouri, anybody who's listening right now, who, who has ever thought, man, I'm just a, a guy from Missouri or a gal from Missouri, man, I'm telling you right now, you come from God's country, the, in a, a God ordained area of the entire country that, that people have a heart of gold and we can go out and do, do some amazing things. So it's awesome. And just like fighting is your skill, God has given everybody a gift. Mike Chandler, Absolutely. MMA on Instagram. Mike Chandler, stay safe, be well, hug the baby for us, and uh, and we'll talk again soon. Okay, sir? Yes. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bo. Appreciate right, it. Thank you. Have you heard the military may not be accepting new recruits who've recovered from COVID-19? We're going to dig deep on that next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. News Radio 1120, KMOX, The Voice of the Cardinals. It's a tough time for everybody on the planet, every human, uh, concerning the coronavirus and COVID-19, especially young people that are wanting to transfer from high school into uh, adulthood and college and the military. The Pentagon may no longer accept new recruits who have recovered from COVID-19, a memo released by the United States Military Entrance Processing Command uh, states that a history of COVID-19 confirmed by a laboratory test or clinical diagnosis is permanently disqualifying. And a Pentagon spokeswoman uh, confirmed the, to Military Times, which first reported on the new policy, that the memo is authentic. 
and applicants who fail screenings won't be tested but can return in 14 days if they are symptom-free. Military Times reported, citing the memo, applicants who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 will have to wait 28 days after the diagnosis to report for a screening based on this memo. And after returning, a COVID-19 diagnosis will be marked permanently disqualifying. So my question is, why would that be? Well, a defense official confirmed that the Pentagon is considering the ban on recruiting COVID-19 survivors. The official says the guidance is being put in place because there is little understanding of the long-term effects of the virus. And to me, that's just very sad because there's a lot of young people that uh, have a dream of being in our United States military. Well, I guess the saving grace is is that uh, COVID-19 is not affecting very many young people. So hopefully it won't affect very many. Going to take a quick break, and as Missouri is in their first week of reopening the state, we're going to check in with a St. Charles County Councilman. friend of mine, Mike Elam, is next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Radio's BS detector, Mark Reardon. Weekday afternoons at 2 on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews. And as we, uh, you know, stay in place and self-quarantine, living the dream in quarantine is my new slogan. I'm going to get bumper stickers made up. Uh, But we're spending a lot of time on social media, and I'm no different. And so I'm scrolling my Facebook wall, and I see a face of a guy that I've known for years. Mike Elam used to go by Mike Mitchell back in the radio days. But he has really done himself uh, good, and, and he's a local boy that's done good. I don't know. Are you local for St. Louis or no? You know, I'm originally Northwest Arkansas, but I've been here since '89, and I married local girls, so I feel like I'm uh, yeah, I've been here since '88, so I think we're I think we've uh, made the cut anyway. Uh, Mike <laughs> Mike Elam has been a St. Charles County Councilman for seven years. The post that caught my attention uh, the other day, Mike, was your you know your post about Missouri's trying to reopen again. And do you plan to re-engage? So, of course, I think you're asking me personally that question. That's exactly who it was to. I wanted to know, what is Bo Matthews <laughs> going to do? <laughs> well, me along with 69 other people commented, which, you know, in, in this world, that's currency, buddy. You got some traction. <laughs> but you wanted to know if I'm ready, I'm waiting. You know what? I'm kind of chilling. I'm a house cat now. So uh, are you ready? You know, I am. And uh, it's been interesting to watch the... Um, replies of people when I put that out there. And you see the protests that are going on around the country of some people saying, you know, let us loose. We're ready to go. We don't believe in all this. It's unconstitutional, what have you. And um, I I will tell you, I think that's an open question as to whether or not it is constitutional. And I bet we're going to find out about that in the coming year or two. Uh, once a lot of this has passed and and people are ready to re-examine that question. But I found it interesting that the majority of people who you saw in that post said, I'm waiting. Right. I'm I'm not ready to go jump out front right now, but I'm not saying I want to wait a year. They're saying, I want to make sure this is okay. And you know you're living in Missouri because the show me state is alive and well in saying Show me it's okay, and I will venture out. Right. But until that point, I'm going to kind of just hang back and wait and see what happens. 
you know, my father is in Jersey, which is he's only an hour outside of New York, and he just told me the other day that uh, their governor made the announcement they're going to stay shut down until June six. And I, every time I see that 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 you know that little that carrot in front of the horse being moved a little further out, it's like, oh, come on, come on. But yet, you know, you look at different businesses, uh, and and I do want to talk about St. Charles because you know that better than me. I'm, I I live in Jeff County, but uh, you know, I'm hearing reports of, of friends down at the Lake of the Ozarks and business as usual as of this past Monday. So the people are ready. I mean, we're all fatigued uh, and everybody's landscaping should be perfect at this point. Uh, but, we're, <laughs> but we are just, you know, we're, we're just ready. I'm, I'm waiting like everybody else, but you go out to the store and it's, it's a little freaky, you know? So I had a, uh, an old fraternity brother of mine um, who is a physician and his position on this whole thing has been, he thinks that they handled this all wrong because of what he's seen. And his position on this has been, uh, if you are uh, relatively healthy, you're not in any of the high-risk categories, you're not elderly, you don't have asthma, you don't have a pre-existing health condition, he said, man, you need to get out and you need to go engage in the population because for us to turn this, we're going to have to get to this um, herd immunity that you hear a lot about. Right. And that really comes down to the fact of 60 to 70% of our population is going to have to be physically touched by this and build up some sort of immunity to it before it goes away. And when the governor said, we're opening the state on May 4th, then St. Charles County Executive Steve Elman said, we're going to follow the state. And I really feel for Governor Parsons because There is no win in this situation. Half of the people are going to call you an idiot because you didn't open up sooner. Half of the people are going to call you an idiot because you're opening up now. You obviously don't have any idea what you're doing, no matter which side of the crowd that you're on. So it's no win for him. But I started getting some information that I had never looked at. And, Bo, I don't know if if you've looked at this before or not, but I was curious when I started seeing raw numbers. How many people are sick? How many people are dying? And when you see those numbers, it kind of catches you and you're like, wow, that's a lot of people. But then you start putting things into some sort of perspective. So I was curious, how many people over the last three years die every day in the state of Missouri? So before you got COVID uh, that showed up on the scenes, whenever, end of last year, beginning of this year, we're we're really unclear about that. Right. Before that showed up, what's our average? And the average is about 175 people pass away every day in the state of Missouri from something, maybe health-related, accident-related, whatever. So when I started seeing, okay, so we're about 400 people in the state of Missouri at this point that have died from COVID, at least for what they're coding it, right? So I thought, wow, that really puts it in perspective. If you talk about two and a half months that they've been counting people dying from this virus. And we're at about 400, but an average in the state of Missouri is 175 a day. Then I thought, well, okay, that puts that number in a little better perspective for me. It does. Where I'm not as freaked out as I was before. Well, if you look at the national numbers, they say 0.01% will die from this. So 
uh, our antibacterial soap washes 99.9% of the bacteria away on our hands. My point is 0.01% is very small. Now, I, ha- I do know uh, one guy that had it survived it. I do have a, a co-worker who lost his mom to it. But, you know, there's also, and I saw the video on your Facebook page uh, from that one doctor, um, and, and it mentioned a financial bump to the facility if you have a, a COVID-19 patient uh, and then if they have to be on a ventilator, these are these are like thousands of dollars for that hospital dealing with that one patient right. or many, right? And if that's to be believed. Right. So uh, my my question is really, you know, do you believe that? And is it true that if somebody died in a motorcycle wreck on Highway 70 and they were rushed to the hospital and in the autopsy they 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 tested them and they happened to have had COVID-19, do that does that get the check mark or the fact that their head is in a bucket over here does that get the check mark well it would believe, make... believe it or not they actually do get the check mark they as do as long as they tested positive yeah. they do they get the check mark and the hospital gets that reimbursement rate for that death as opposed to no reimbursement rate for someone who who died in a motorcycle accident. Right, right. And don't you feel and, a little uh, gullible, too? I, I feel so gullible. Every time I see a new headline, it's like, oh, that's what it is. That's it. Yeah. Because, because we don't know. By the way, we're talking with Mike Elam, St. Charles County Councilman, longtime friend of mine. And uh, and I do want to shift gears real quick. Give, give us a snapshot of St. Charles. Uh, are you guys opening up? What, what's going on? So, yeah, St. Charles is opening up. And, and St. Charles really is a, a great snapshot of the state of Missouri because, I mean, if you look at it, over 55, almost 60 percent of all of the deaths and the cases in the state of Missouri are in St. Louis City and St. Louis County. Well, St. Charles County, being a bordering county to St. Louis County, we have to be careful. And we've seen the majority of our cases on the eastern side of the county. Oh, wow. However, on the western side of the county, we have very little cases and hardly any death. The interesting thing that I have found is uh, just because the state is open, people are not necessarily rushing back, kind of where we started this conversation. Absolutely, yeah. You have a lot of people who understand, look, just because they said the state's open does not mean it needs to be open for you if you're not ready to engage. You have to make that decision for yourself. And plus, a lot of people are realizing that, hey, you know what? I can work remotely, do it as efficiently as I am, as as if I'm in the office with Zoom or whatever platform you're on. So I know there's a lot of companies looking at their real estate going, why are we paying for all this? When people could right. work from home, although you know, I, I, you, you still got to get out of the house. You know, it'll drive you nuts. You, you do, but to your point, my full-time job is working for Masterclock, and we're an international uh, timing company, so we sell time servers and uh, clock displays all around the world. And I had a conversation with a lady yesterday who uh, works out in Arizona, mm-hmm. and she said her company is not going back into the office until September. Wow. And they are looking at not going back to the office at all because since they've been home for these last couple of months, they like the way this remote working is going. And they're looking at, do we really need to have this big office building and all this overhead? And perhaps it's time for us to look at our business model. And that's a huge and overhead. We need to reduce those costs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, you know, the cost of pants. You don't have to spend the money on pants. Yeah. 
You know, one of the interesting things you also find in through these past couple of months for a lot of people who have stayed at home, uh, their sick time has declined. But people have found that you know what I I can tough it out because I'm I'm at home, yep. so they don't use sick days. So you're finding in many cases that people are being more productive. Mike Elam, St. Charles County Councilman, father. Uh, happy Mother's Day to your Jennifer and uh, hey to your whole family. And uh, I, I really do appreciate the time. I appreciate it, Bo. It's nice to talk to you. It goes back to the old days when you trained me when we were both doing overnights together in the Missouri State Bank building. Oh my so gosh. Uh, I've been a been a big dog fan going way back <laughs> years and years. So well, it's, it's great to hear you on the radio and uh, always been a fan. And uh, I wish you all the best and I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Let's get together in person next time. How about that? I love that. And you know I've got mad respect for what you've done with your life. Mike, thank you again. That is going to wrap it up for me. My name is Bo Matthews on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Enjoy the rest of your Mother's Day weekend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.